Hey, ladies and gents, Tyson Popplestone here, your host on the Relaxed Running Podcast. Super glad to have you back for another episode. Today on the show, we've got running physiotherapist and Pilates instructor, Alice Bakey. I've hesitated saying her last name. I've just messaged her on Instagram to ask if I'm pronouncing that right, and she hasn't got back to me yet. So I've just started the recording and hoped I could nail it. It's Alice Bakey, Alice Bakey. I'm going to lock in one of those two. B-A-Q-U-I-E is pretty, I'm pretty sure how you spell her name. How would you pronounce that? Alice Bakey is back on the show. Now, when it comes to the subject of strength for distance runners, I've been fascinated lately, and this chick knows exactly what she's talking about. She's highly experienced distance runner herself and working with some of the big dogs in the Australian distance running scene on their strength and conditioning circuit. Let me throw a few names at you that she's working with. Sinead Diver, Jen Gregson, Dave McNeil, Jess Stenson. Man, she's uh, she's not mucking around. And I was really grateful to have her on and pick her brain on all things running strength. I think you can going to get a lot out of this conversation based on how much I got out of the chat. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce you to her. Also chucked a couple of links in the show notes for you so you can uh, check out what, a little bit more of what she's about. If you're enjoying what she has to say, you might want to check out a few more of her programs. So make sure you check out her website and the links that I've provided in the show notes below. Also chucked her Instagram handle and stuff there in case you want to check it out a little bit more there. She is a top-notch chick and I really enjoyed this conversation with her. Hey, if you haven't been around for the last couple of weeks, you might not have heard that Rundy's Undies are back on board as a show sponsor. Come on, little fist pumped. Uh, I uh, I love these guys, not just because they're a sponsor of the show, but because I've got 27,000 pairs of their undies in my drawers. They're honestly, you can't compete with them. If you're a distance runner, you can't get more comfortable than Rundy's Undies athletic underwear. They've got uh, briefs and jocks and G-bangers for you ladies um, and for you adventurous men, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I would never tell anyone if I tried it on. Uh, but, hey, that's for that's for you to do. That's not for me to judge. So if you wanted to check those out, make sure you do simply enter the coupon code SMOOTH, S-M-O-O-T-H-2-1, SMOOTH21. Upon checkout, you'll get a discount of 20% on uh, even the items that are already reduced in price. So if you wanted to check that out, that is smooth 21 upon checkout. That's your coupon code. Get a 20% discount on already discounted items as well. So, hey, can't speak highly enough of these. I'm a fan. My wife's a fan. She's got the sports bra, and they look pretty good. I know I'm biased, but I tell you, whenever she comes out in that sports bra, uh-oh, danger time. That's this. We just got too personal. If you're the first time here, I'm so sorry. That's a ridiculous introduction. Guys, I'm getting out of your way because I'm talking too much. Let me introduce to you, running physio and Pilates instructor, Alice Backey or Bakey. You decide. So I kind of done what you've done. Where, where are you guys yes. based now? So we are we are now in Point Lonsdale, which is I don't know how well you know Melbourne, but it's sort of like a a little beachy town about an hour and a half, two hours out of Melbourne. And uh, we've just moved into this house a bit. Well, about two two weeks ago, but it's a long, boring story. The internet has been so hard to connect. Anyway, we got it officially connected. It's Thursday today. We got it connected yesterday. And uh, I do a little bit of day trading in the morning and I went to set up my computers and I was like, oh no, like I wouldn't even load up the platform that I was trying to load and I was, at, which is like a really simple task. And I was like, oh crap, I'm going to have to cancel with Alice. Anyway, we, uh, we, it just turns out that it's horrendous in my, my little office setup, but out here, it's not too bad. Touch wood. Okay, well that's good. So you've just got to find like the right spot, and you're not too bad. Yeah, down the down the coastal areas, um, I, in even in Byron, um, I always had to find like, and often it was like outside in like a random place in the garden, and I was like, <laughs> I'd be doing Pilates like amongst the plants and like you know just like whatever could work. That's I totally awesome. understand. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank God, yeah, I felt and, so bad messaging this morning, and then I was thinking, I hope you haven't cancelled all your plans. And uh, nah, so no, when no, I messaged no, you back and you no. said you're still good to go, it's like, yeah, thank God. Yeah. No, I've, um, I'm just sort of settling back into Melbourne at the moment. It feels a bit weird, to be honest, because I've sort of been up north for such a long time. And coming back to Melbourne, there's definitely a hustle vibe in Melbourne. And I kind of adapted to the sort of beach lifestyle. And I'm like, 
you know, just nipping out for a surf in between like, you know, Zoom meetings and stuff. Whereas here, I'm like a bit like, I feel like I need to put my corporate suit on. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Where, whereabouts in Melbourne are you now? I'm literally like maybe 500 minutes from the tan in South oh, Yarra. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, nice little spot. Um, but again, it, it still, still feels very city. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I very quickly adapted to like not wearing shoes and <laughs> going to cafes like in your bathers, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so oh, wait, don't mind me. I'm just looking at myself here. I've, um, I've, I've just started putting my hair up in a ponytail and today I didn't do it. And, uh, it looks like I've got a big dirty mullet coming out of the bottom of the hat there and it keeps what? catching my eye and I think, all right, that needs some attention. <laughs> Love that. You know what, mullets in bar are definitely a thing. Also, man buns. Yeah, uh, good. Do you know what? Anything, anything goes up there. That's just a fair for you. point. I have spent a little bit of time in Byron, and I think my man bun would fit in just fine. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, there's actually an Instagram page I've started following. One of my mates up there got me onto it. It's called Lords of Byron, and it's basically just a page, kind of a bit like I would say Brown Cardigan or your sort of Kook of the Day situation, but just basically Byron locals just living their best lives just doing them on the beach in like wherever at the pub. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's like the best portions of humanity. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just That's so good. That's so good. I, I spent a little bit of time in Byron and I'm a huge fan. I'm a really big fan yeah. of the place. Yeah. I like it where people just let their hair down a little bit and um, get a little bit weird. I, spent, I went out to Nimbin. I went for a drive out there just to check it out. And I, I really was like, wow, this is different to Melbourne. This is way different to Hawthorne. <laughs> Oh, were you in Hawthorne before Point Lonnie? Yeah, we were in a little one-bedroom apartment. And then, so we've got a seven-month-old now. And uh, I was like, man, this is this is hectic. But before he was born, Jesse was like, my wife was like, babe, we've got to get out of here because it's going to be tough. And I was like, mate, yeah. like, people lived in huts for hundreds of thousands of years. Like, we're going to yeah. be sweet. Like, they had heaps of kids. And she goes, all right, like, hero, let's see how you go. And I reckon after two months, I was like, babe, we've got to move. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, that's so true. Yeah, you watch like documentaries of like in the Mongolian tents and they've got kids everywhere and it's just chaos and they're all like, but then no, no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I get in my, like, I'm in my own apartment here by myself and I get in my own way sometimes. Like I get sick of just being myself. So let alone having like stuff that. That's so yeah. funny. Oi, um, um, I don't know if I was clear at all in the message the other day. Yeah. Are you happy to record a podcast today? Do you want to do it? Absolutely. I'm down for sure. Sweet. That. that was good. Cause I reread my messages and I was like, crap. Like I, I was actually, when I read your message, I was sitting in the car and like, cause I'm full blown surfy mode at the moment. I've got a surfboard, but no wetsuit. I was about, I was on a lunch break and I thought I'm just going to sneak out for, for an hour. I'm going to go and find a wetsuit. And I was just about to get out. And I don't know why, but I checked my Instagram at like before I got out of the car and I was like, crap. All right. And I was holding myself to the fact that I had to be home in an hour. So I saw your message and I just quickly responded and, uh, yeah. and I reread it and I was like, okay, yeah. Like are we are recording a class? Are we recording a podcast? So I'm glad uh, I was semi-clear. No, definitely. And the most important question is, did you get your wetsuit? No, I, um, I, so I, this is how unsurfy I am, Alice. So I, I got out of the car and I was like, I just want a wetsuit. And she goes, okay, did you want a four, three? Did you want a three, six or a three, two? Or a, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just wanted a wetsuit. And uh, she's like, look, have a think about when you want to surf and then come back and talk to me. And I was like, all right, well, that's, that's a really good start. So I said, I'll come back when I got a bit more time. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably pop back in on the weekend. I'd go a four three. I look I'm a bit soft and look I've just come from bar and where I've been in the weekend. But four three would be my go to in like because I'm my I grew up down coastal in towards Phillip Island way. And that sort of direction, I don't know why it's just southwesterly winds, it's it's sort of a bit south and um so four three would be my pro tip and I'm by no means pro. Yeah, it's I just sweet. Like no, nah, you, you sound way more pro. The fact that you know what four three was, uh, it shows that you're a little bit further down the road than I am. Um, yeah, three two is good for the summer. Four three, I reckon. You can still wear a four three in summer, especially to when you. I reckon when you're a bit um, new to surfing, you kind of want a little bit more padding as well. Like I personally do, um, just because if you take a big like smash and whatever, the four three's got a little bit more nylon there for you. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Wait, I'm already <laughs> recording. I can edit out the um the the little the little front part of it just so <laughs> I, I press record so I don't forget. I've done two podcasts <laughs> and um, two podcasts. <laughs> I've done two where I get to the end of the podcast. I got to the end of the podcast and it was an awesome chat. Um, 
Do you know Zane Robertson? He's like a New Zealand marathon runner. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, was with him, and I was so excited for it. And he um had some amazing stories about moving to Kenya when he was like seventeen. Uh, I was asking him about training and, and starting to run shoulder to shoulder with all these blokes that used to be his heroes. Anyway, it was like an hour and a half of just gold for me. And I, I went to press stop record and it started recording. And I was like, oh, bro. I was like, oh, no, man. I don't want to tell you what just happened. And uh, yeah. no. <laughs> so, I go, so I actually messaged him the other day and I said, man, can we do a round two? And he's like, let's do it. Because we both got to the end of it. And you know when you just sort of vibe with someone a little bit? Yeah. I felt like it was that. And uh, yeah. so it felt natural, whatever. And then, uh, so he was super understanding. It was just a good hour and a half chat, but just the rest of the world didn't get to hear it <laughs> or the rest of the running, the running community. Well, at least you both enjoyed yourselves, which means that there was no harm done. And it would have been just like a nice little, like a long warm up for a, for a race. Some people <laughs> yeah, that. That's what it was. <laughs> I just felt so bad. I was like, especially, I was a bit nervous talking to him as well, because I'd followed his progress. And you know how you sort of, you follow a particular runner or you follow someone you like for a while, then you get a chance to meet them. And you're sort of intimidated by it. That was him. I'd like, it was, I'd seen so many of his races and watched a bit of footage of him. And I was like, oh man, I'm so pumped to talk to this guy. And then to tell him that I was a dickhead and didn't record was like, oh no, please still like me. Too funny. (laughs) And the worst part about that is with social media at the moment is because we can like very much follow like stories and that sort of stuff. So then you've got to stop yourself from being like, oh yeah, I saw you did this on Wednesday and then sound like some sort of creepy stalker. <laughs> and then you're like, you can play it cool. <laughs> I, I've never mastered the art of playing it cool. My wife will guarantee that because I'm always that bloke who is like, a, I'm always that guy who's like, oh yeah, so what was, like, how was it Wednesday? I'm, I feel like that's a line straight out of my book. Yeah, I know what you have for breakfast. Um, so- <laughs> you know what there's a lot of cool out there and there's a lot of room for people just being very real so i'm for that yeah no awesome awesome well i told you i've already started recording and i don't know if i'm gonna i'll I'll get the okay before i put it up from you but that first 10 minutes was good conversation but the truth is i gotta learn a little bit more about what it is that you do because i've spoken to i've been in a I did an introduction to a podcast yesterday with a bloke called tony sefton who's the strength and conditioning coach at the melbourne uni um, and yes. he's, a, he's a gun. And I've, I said in the introduction yesterday that I've just become fascinated with the, with the world of strength training and conditioning because it's just a, it's a world I didn't really know a lot about. Like when I, I ran competitively till I was about, what am I now? Just turned 34, 26 or 20, yeah, probably 26. And my idea of like a strength and conditioning program when I was running was like, okay, just make sure you go to the gym, make sure your abs look good. And that was about as, as far as my knowledge sort of went. So to speak to people like him and now have yourself on here, it's just been a massive education for me the last couple of months. Um, it, it's so good too, because I think, well, we sort of started almost, um, I, I think actually we did some running together for a little um, back in the day, like way back in some of the little like state teams and stuff. If I, if I remember correctly, I yep. could be making that up. But, <laughs> but back then it wasn't a, really a thing to do adjuncts to running. It was sort of run run if you get injured you stop running um but then you start running again slowly and then you build back into it there wasn't sort of these nice buffering systems we've got in play at the moment so um yeah it's it's been like i'm so passionate about it and i'm like because of covid that's sort of why i've sort of really launched into it to be honest um so it's sort of a little bit of a silver lining to be honest that's, that's really cool so um, what are you, you've been doing a lot of online classes as well have you yeah, so what, so what sort of happened is, just briefly, my, my background is very much, um, before I was a runner, I was a, a gymnast. And interestingly, um, I get, with gymnastics, it's ingrained in gymnastics training course. You do your strength conditioning, your core training, your flexibility. So the sessions are like four hours and you rock up and you're only like a tiny little thing and you do your, your dish holds and you do your core work and then you do your strength training and you, you get really strong. Um, and then of course you do all the cool, fun acrobatic stuff and that's, that's all very good. And that's the fun bit, but the strength training and that sort of stuff, the flexibility is part of the training. So when I stopped that and then went into running, it was quite a contrast. Like you just, you just run like that's, that's, um, all you do, but I, I kind of, um, I always felt there was a little bit missing from it. Just, just innately. Like I never, I was sort of younger and I sort of didn't, I hadn't studied physio or anything like that. So I sort of, but it always felt like there was something like we could be doing more. Um, and, but then you kind of just get taken up in whatever you're doing and you just sort of run and inevitably end up with lots of little injuries and niggles and that sort of thing. And I think every sort of runner does, to be honest. Um, and that's where I was like, 
this, there needs to be a, that gap filled. There needs to be something there to keep you robust um, because running's hard. It's hard on the body. Yeah, it's so true. It's funny you say that as well because I always I, I felt like I was fairly up to date with what it, like what was sort of involved in becoming a good runner. Like I understood that ideally you got to do your running. Ideally you got to do a good diet. Ideally you should do some strength work. But as I said, my idea of what strength work was 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 super limited. And it's funny because uh, as from a gymnastic background, we're like that strength and flexibility is such a huge part. It would be like a massive wake up call coming into running and being like, what the heck? Like how are we do- dealing with this kind of stuff but but how old were you when you when you started to get a couple of nickels because it'd be it'd sort of be a weird uh crossover trying to figure out how to deal with these running injuries with your old strength and conditioning program was there like did you speak to people about solving that or how'd you get on top well it kind of was actually the in hindsight the gymnastics had built me up to the point where i had really good base strength so when i started running i had probably about five or six years where i was what what I felt like was sort of bulletproof. So I was sort of doing not a huge volume of running, but running quite well. And it wasn't until I'd just been running for maybe five or six years that then, and only doing running without any strength conditioning, that I just sort of started to fall into a bit of that sort of injury cycle myself. You know, the stress fractures started to come and not only that, they were sort of pelvic stresses and that sort of stuff, um, which a little bit less... Uh, a little bit more tricky to deal with in terms of obviously there's a lot more going on there than just, you know, impact of the foot sort of thing. And then it sort of started to unravel. And it wasn't until I started doing the strength and conditioning again that I was like, that's like, this is how I grew up and that's how I should have, I kept doing it, but I'd sort of slacked off on that. Um, And by no means did I ever really gym per se. That was the other thing. That gym to me is quite foreign and um, I'm not against it, but it's not something that I would incorporate into my routine or, I don't necessarily think you need it. Controversial, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> just to throw a spanner in the works. No, I love it. I'm going to pick um, your brain about that in a minute. I was actually laughing as well because I told you before that I went to try on a wetsuit the other day. And when I walked in, the lady said to me, she goes, oh, what size would you be? She goes, I'd pick you at like a, maybe just into a medium. I was like, come on, like, come on. Like I've been in the gym now for, for six months. Aren't the, aren't the effects starting to take place? It's just like, mate, not quite. Like you've got to keep not the up. But that, that's another story for another day. Sorry to, sorry to throw that at you. No, 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 that's true. That's true. And that's, I guess, that's a really good point. Just in terms of strength training too. I think that's the thing with runners is for such a long period of time, we've been told to be very light, very lean. And the lighter we are, the faster we are. So, and I, and I do honestly believe that that's kind of got into the mindset in approach to gym and strength training because runners don't want to bulk up. They don't want to sort of um, make themselves heavier or stronger because they don't want it to impact them on the track or the heels or whatever it might be. But um, I think that's the beauty of the, the sort of training that I've been sort of doing It is very much deep strength control endurance. So it does infiltrate into running quite well, but by no means does it make you like jacked. Um, yeah. um, so that might be a turnoff for some people, to be honest, <laughs> but, but for runners, you know, getting that nice deep strength control, more of an injury prevention, as opposed to a, um, aesthetic gain is definitely what I'm for. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I've actually heard that a lot. And it's something that, as I said, this is a fairly new world to me, but what's the idea? So if you're running enough case and you're actually, you know, you're burning off the calories, the idea of going in and lifting super heavy weights isn't something you have to because yeah a lot of runners i speak to have that that exact fear it's like okay well i want to run effectively and efficiently i don't want to just be this massive unit trying to run around these hills and trying to get around the track but what the idea is that if you're mixing strength training with some more solid endurance work then you're not going to have to freak out too much about those monster gains kicking in exactly exactly and i think um the thing with runners is too it is obviously a very individual sport you know runners have the um the stereotypical really light lean sort of body but um in terms of their output it is sort of um power to weight as well so like you can build a lot of like lean deep tissue muscle without actually sort of bulking up and and really really empower your joints empower your tendons your ligaments and and be able to keep running um, for a longer period of time. And I think that's, that's the thing. I mean, to run fast is one thing, but to actually get to the start line unencumbered by so many niggles that we sort of get as runners is another thing. So I'd far prioritize sort of trying to get a bit stronger um, and lay down some foundations to get you to the start line, um, regardless of your time at the finish line. Um, 
just so that you can be in one piece and actually enjoy your, your run and your sessions. Um, but uh, by no means am I a strength and conditioning um, pro at all. That's, that's sort of very something quite different to what I do. And um, I don't tend to get into the gym myself. And I think the beauty of the stuff that I do is it is bloody hard. Like the, the sessions I do are not easy, but they're minimal equipment from home, literally on a mat using a chair, sometimes a couple of cans from the pantry. Um, and it does, it cooks you, but in, in a way that you would sort of almost put on par with finishing maybe a long run or a tempo session, you're fatigued, but you're not um, completely cooked. You've got a little bit left um, at the end, but you sort of feel nicely fatigued, I would say. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of just the, the body weight work stuff. I don't know if you've heard of a guy on YouTube called The Bodyweight Warrior. No, I haven't. I need to check. Is it, he's not Russian, is he? Is he no, is he a, no, he's not. What? Unless he's just got a really good accent and he's just adapted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's British. Um, but, uh, but he's so his workouts are good. I don't want to knock the bloke because he seems good. Personality needs a little bit of a lift. I'm like, all right, like when I'm trying to work out, I want a bit more. I want someone like yourself with a smile and a bit of energy. He, uh, I've done too many of his classes where he just brings out the same calls in his recovery. However, if you're up for a good workout, check yeah. him out. But one thing that trips me out, and I think, I think this is in line with what you're talking about, you do, which I'm so excited to pick your brain on more, uh, is he... Uh, he works solely with his body. He's not a body weight warrior. He's not lifting big weights. And the amount of times that I'll get halfway through a session and I go, Oh my God, I can't believe that this pain is coming just from myself. Like it's because I'll think I need some more resistance. And even yesterday I went to a physio here cause I've had a, I've had a bit of a sore back for a while and I've been trying to get on top of it and I just haven't had a whole heap of luck. Anyway, I went in and uh, he was like, all right, tell us about your workout schedule. And I, I'm pretty much, I'll run a couple of days a week. I'll do yoga a couple of days a week. And, uh, and I'll try and go into the gym. I was probably going to the gym four or five times a week because clearly I need those gains based on this wetsuit chick. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but he started taking me through just a couple of exercises with slight resistance, a couple of TheraBands. But then even just getting me to do a couple of squats and adjusted squats um, and, and just adjust the way that I'm having my feet and where I'm putting the tension and what I'm squeezing where. And at the end of a 10-minute workout with him, I was thinking, oh, my God, like, it's such a, in, in my mind, I still feel like I get caught on the, okay, it needs to be heavier, it needs to be bigger. Uh, and you forget how effective a workout just from your home with your own body weight can be. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly right. And the other thing about that is, is it, it's much more functional. Um, so if you are, if your goals are something like to be able to run faster, further, that sort of thing, using your own body to try and adjust to get there, it's going to be a faster transition from, say, in my mind, going from a squat rack to running than it might be for some um, bodyweight lunges into running because it'll infiltrate functionally into the pattern a little bit better. It's just, um, in my mind, more specific. And um, the other thing about runners is, too, I think um, not all of them, in fact, that sort of change at the moment, a lot of runners don't really enjoy the gym. They're people that like to go out, get some fresh air, and they don't want to really commit to, you know, the gym membership and that sort of thing. So if you can do stuff on your mat at home, um, maybe with your kids running around the background, I've seen all sorts. Um, and, and it's great, you know. Um, you've got um, sometimes the kids will join in for a bit and then they'll get bored and leave. I mean, that's a sort of a workout that sort of taps into the right muscles, but you don't have to actually leave your home, which has obviously been locked down um, for us here in Melbourne for quite some time, as you would know. Yeah, um, oh God. Um, shocker. But yeah, um, I think if you're doing things correctly, you're spot on. That's the way you get the gains. It's not necessarily about how much, like how heavy you are, just doing a few little tweaks and it makes all the difference. It's so satisfying to sort of cue and to watch people um, move better. It was, it was so funny yesterday because what happened was I actually knew the physio that I went and saw yesterday and uh, he, was, he was just getting me to go through a couple of basic movements and he knew I was into health and he knew I was into fitness and he was just getting me to do, th he's like, all right, show us a squat. He's like, yeah, actually, your squat's pretty good. And then he's like, show us your plank. And in my head, I'm like, Tyus, bring out your best technique. Like you want this guy to think <laughs> you're the man. Anyway, I got into my plank and he, uh, he sort of, because he knew me, he sort of giggled and he's like, I was like, oh, what? And he's like, all right, my, apparently my, my, I was a bit hunched and my arms weren't at 90 degrees. And he adjusted a few things. And I thought, like, Steve, mate, I'm so embarrassed because I've been doing this plank now for 30 seconds. And can I please stop? Because whatever <laughs> you've just adjusted has, has made a really big impact. And I guess it does come back to that. 
like that functionality, I guess there's little shortcuts that I've obviously tapped into there to try and make me plank for longer. But I wanted to go back to what you were saying about the gym because it is interesting that that functionality component that you've mentioned through just working with your own body is perhaps a little bit lost just through doing like a, a resistance-based strength workout. But, but tell us a bit about your, um, I don't know what you call it, like yeah, I don't want to say heat, yeah, hate. <laughs> what is it about the gym that's, that's sort yeah. of a little bit uh, not, not selling you? Um, well, look, I, to be honest, it's probably because I have never really been amongst it very much. And I've always thrown myself into bodyweight work as a gymnast and then defaulted straight back to it um, once I realised that was sort of missing. Um, and to be honest, with all the injuries and that sort of stuff that runners get, um, I found it's really easy to rehab them at home in their own environments and build them even without weights to a workout sort of phase that's really tough and challenging for the tendons, joints, muscles, ligaments. And they haven't even really had to, you know, grab something heavy. Mm. And look, it's not that I have a problem per se with the gym. It's more that I genuinely think you can get huge strength gains specifically for runners in just a home sequence and um i guess the only way for me to sort of prove that is to get you to come to a class or anyone to come to a class and just and just see what i mean by the sort of stuff that we do and the amount of messages and stuff that i get to from the runners who, who do do the gym as well um some of them might just do two pilates with me they might do one or two gym sessions as well and that's great but they do start to notice the form and the mechanical changes from the pilates and they feel lighter on their feet and i think that they notice that quite well because it is so functional um, and I've sort of played around with it you know it's an evolving sort of scale of these workouts that I've been sort of doing for nearly a year now um, and I've sort of got them down so that you can sort of layer them like a bit of a Pilates parfait per se so you kind of start with your nice base layers and then you can add all the fancy stuff as you go where you, re you can regress too if you're having a tough week or your body's not feeling it um, and I just love the fact that it's sort of also very simple. I'm all about simple. Like you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to have like the, the gym membership. You don't have to have heavy weights. It, less is more. Yeah. Now that's really good. So are you working specifically with runners or are you just working with people in all different fields who are, I know you've got like a, a niche group of runners that you're really working with yeah. specifically, but I didn't know if it was just in the running world or if you're working with a broader group of people. So I've got a, a massive broad group of um uh, people that I've been working with, which is awesome. And I, and I love that. Um, the runners um, have been a nice little niche. I think um, that's, I think being a runner myself, I'm really passionate about it and I kind of understand the psyche and the movement patterns quite well. So I, that's, that's how that became a Pilates for runners, two specific sort of sessions a week that I run, but I do have some um, other classes. So I've got sort of some over sixties um, and over seventies that I do, which is great all via zoom. I've got some just core classes as well um, for everybody. I've got some beginner classes. So if you've never done Pilates before, it's pretty intimidating. Um, and it's a tough workout. It's not easy. So there's beginner classes and then there's some intermediate ones as well. So I've got a range of classes and a range of clients. I think my oldest is 78 and I've got uh, my youngest is 12. Oh. So I've got a nice, yeah, scope of lovely people. Um and even though it's online, it, it's a weird thing, but it has become a community. There is definitely, um, and, and I think social media helps that. There's like nice little groups that we sort of chat in and people sort of, you know, um, take the piss out of each other. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice, like it, by no means are we fancy and high end. It's, it's, it's a nice, warm, real environment. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with, with that. I, I've just got to say, I'm just so impressed that there's a 78-year-old out there who knows how to get into a Zoom meeting. So great. <laughs> and do you know what? Initially, it was beautiful because I would be in these sessions and I would see like an arm or I'd see like a close-up of an <laughs> ear or, or they'd answer the door and never come back. <laughs> like, what? Like they forget to sort of... Anyway, but then, but now they're all over it. And then to the point where I get them on the floor and then I get them standing up as they stand up, they'll come and adjust the camera. I'm like, there you are. Just change that body position. It's, it's brilliant. It's, um, and I also think it's good for them too, because I know, um, um, even in my household, just zoom, in my family, we all live quite close. We've become quite 
sort of techie in that regard and it's a nice easy way to communicate so um, I don't know but yeah that's probably says we've been in lockdown for too long oh just... yeah isn't it true mind <laughs> you so I messaged you before we started this going hey do you have Skype and when you said no but I've got Zoom like I know the the Zoom share price has shot through the roof the last 12 months but what's tripped me out is I just can't figure it out so when you said Zoom I got nervous I was like all right I, I how do you copy a meeting? How do you send a meeting? I know there's a password or something involved. So my wife, she's just taking our little man Charlie out for a walk at the moment. But I was like, babe, you've got to come and help me out here because I've got to pretend I know what's going on. So she came and got me set up and sent that link across to you. But uh, so it's probably more, uh, it's probably saying more about me than it is about the 78 year olds that I just can't function on Zoom. <laughs> and they're going you know what, I feel like, have you done a bit of international stuff? I feel like anyone that's lived overseas or done, they're all about the Skype, I feel like. and Whereas I feel like Zoom's very um, just knee-jerk 2020 response. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Skype's a bit more old school. It but is it's old school. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, prob- that's probably why. It's so funny because I've been thinking how spewing Skype would be that they didn't come up with like a conference call. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, everyone was about Skype 18 months ago. And then bloody COVID hit and people need to have their work meetings. And Zoom, I don't know if that was their whole thing the whole time. But they just seem to have taken over. So I I used to feel like everyone was just on, because I had a podcast before this a few years ago when I was actually living in London and it was all on Skype. I had actually never heard of Zoom at that stage. And and then when everyone started to send out Zoom invites, like you said, yeah, yeah, I'm on Zoom. I was like, oh, here we go. Fire out, this is going to be embarrassing. (laughs) We have a 2020 online person on the go. Yeah, um, I know. Well, the people on Zoom, yeah, they've done incredibly well. This is, I guess, few people that have done well out of 2020 but zoom and probably Coles are probably the ones that you want to sort of have tip shares with for yeah, sure it's so true it's so true so okay so you've i think you've just given me a bit of a rundown on this but how many uh how many classes are you recommending a week to say someone who's just interested in getting into it because i know uh, and i've said this on the last couple of podcasts but there's been a there's been a real interest in the strength part of of running which got me by surprise because as I said, I didn't know a heap about it. I had like a semi-interest in it, which has just been lit up the last couple of months. But there's a lot of the listeners to this podcast always asking strength and conditioning uh, questions. And I'm hoping that if they've li- been listening long enough now, they're going to see that it is more than just about a gym routine with just big weights. It is about more functionality and things which you're speaking about. Like, is there a recommendation that you would give someone who's like, all right, I'm really keen to give this a go. I'm going to jump on one of Alice's classes. Uh, how many sessions do they need a week? How long do the sessions go for? That's such a good question. I um, it, And it does vary. So for runners, elite runners, for example, I'll start with them. I like them to do two sessions of strength, um, Pilates to runners. So that's more of a strength endurance um, and, and emphasis on the endurance because a lot of the runners are um, distance athletes um, rather than it being sort of quick, short, sharp reps. It does sort of... Um, um, I guess, replicate the load of running. It's sort of more 20, 30 reps and we layer it on with extra moves. So you really feel like you're getting that sort of same endurance burn. Two, two sessions of those a week plus um, a mobility session. Now I started the mobility sessions, um, which is a Friday afternoon, um, often a good time to sort of have a bit of a stretch before the weekend if you've got some sessions on the weekend. Um, and it actually became, we were in lockdown for so long um, that everyone started bringing drinks to the Friday session. So <laughs> like, okay, I was sitting there one day and I was like, what's this lady doing? And she was like nipping over the side. And of course, I went, Carmel, unmuted her. Like, Carmel, are you, do you have a cocktail? And she's like, mate, it got me. It got me. And then anyway, then we changed it. I was like, you know what? This is going to be a thing. Everyone's going to bring a drink to the stretch session. And then everyone starts. So now the stretch session on a Friday is called wind down and it's with mobility. And I offer sit breaks throughout the session. So people can bring beers, cocktails, sometimes in the heart of lockdown, most people were seriously just on the hard liquor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were just like whiskey glasses lined up in front of the camera. It was so good. Um, but that session has actually become one of my most popular people do not stretch. And I know that there's still some scientific controversy around stretching. That's another thing that I'm going to, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of people say, don't bother stretching. It's all about the strength. And a lot of physios are very much that way inclined. But I do honestly feel there's space in the recovery, in the mobility, in the, the rehab side of things to actively stretch. It doesn't mean you have to do yoga and be um, super flexible and amazing in all your postures, just some basic mobilization. Um, that session's key. So 
a long, long sort of answer, but two sessions of Pilates and one of mobility would be an ideal scenario, talking to it and sort of a semi-elite or a very, very um, keen runner. But for the general population, honestly, um, the clinical research around Pilates and the uh, specifically for back pain. Um, so a lot of the research for Pilates is very much centralised low back pain. And they've found really good research on two sessions a week of Pilates to reduce low back pain and prevent the recurrence of um, further episodes. So now those sessions, um, I think 30 minutes is great, personally, two 30 minute sessions a week. Um, and you can really start to know the difference between so the three to four weeks. So it's not like, you know, instant abs in 10 minutes. I know you were thinking about it. So, um, but yeah, so two sessions of that. Now my sessions, my live sessions go for 45 minutes and I've got 12, 13 live sessions that I run a week. Wow. Um, all different um, sort of styles. And then on top of that, I film them all and I upload them onto a platform. So there's a lot of busy people out there that can't make the times or, you know, they want to do it on a specific day, et cetera, to fit their training. So they just do the catch up version. And it's almost like, because it is live and I'm like, Oi, Ben, lift your knees up. And also Helen, make sure that you've got your chin. They kind of adjust according to the That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, put down your cocktail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hundred percent or I'm like like have a sip and someone's just like full necking their beer and I'm like Oi, Brian I said sip not skull like seriously goes for 40 minutes mate um so yeah that's that's sort of the roundabout so two sessions a week is ideal to be honest though people that I've been seeing for you know quite a few months who can only make one session a week and they're doing lots of other stuff as well you know they might be like you they might run a few days they might go to the gym once they might do a yoga and then do a Pilates, they still feel that it is different to the other workouts and it does feed into those muscles that perhaps we may not tap in as much on the gym. And that's, I guess, the other issue with it. So not that the gym's completely aesthetic, but it does build really good global tissue. So getting you from that medium to a large wetsuit, Tyson. That's <laughs> help me, help me. But the nice deep stuff that you don't see, yeah, sort of um, that's really going to hold you nice and strong on the trails and the heels that's sort of not going to be found um, on the bench press is my thoughts. Yeah. Um, to be honest. So yeah. And it does vary from person to person in terms of how many sessions a week, but a short answer would be ideally two plus my mobility, but you can still get benefits from one session a week if you're doing other things. So long as it's not the only thing that you do. Yeah. That's really good. I love the fact that you got that platform for people to go back to. So if they can't make the live ones, because as I said to you before, I started I'm like, I'm right into the day trading scene at the moment. And there's so many people out there who offer live courses and I want to do it. But so often, especially because the guys that I really like, they're in, in New York. So the time just does not work. And I'm like, yeah. mate, I'm not getting up at 2am to do your course. Uh, yeah. And they don't have any live, uh, any saved versions of it. So what do people do there? Is it like a, is it a monthly membership kind of structure? Like, do you, can you just pay a monthly fee and then come on and try and do the classes that you recommend? Exactly. And I've actually got quite a few people that just do the on-demand library um, that don't even even come to the live just because it's just out of the question for them. Actually, I've got some in Mexico and the States that have signed up, which is quite cool, but they just can't. Like, like you said, they're not going to do... I actually did have someone do Pilates at um, 11.50 p.m., one day she came along and she's like, I work in a bar. This is fine. Like this isn't that late. She was doing Pilates and she was in Mexico just being a legend, but, but like that's the minority. Right. So um, yeah, there's quite a few of them that just do the on demand. And I think I've got the library now is, has probably just, just over a hundred classes there for them to choose from in all different sort of sections. You know, you've got your express classes, your Pilates runners, your wind down mobility sessions and um, you've got your beginner sessions intermediate. I've got some short sort of physio sequences as well. Like uh, you've working up with a sore neck, sore back, sore knee. Here's a couple of sequences that might be able to sort of ease a little bit of the tension. Um, if you just want to see what you can do at home. Um, and I've got, yeah, monthly mem membership. Exactly right. Um, but the other thing, again, it's not locked in. So even if you wanted to sort of jump in for, you know, eight weeks because you think you're, you can't run for eight weeks because you've got an injury, but you really want to work on your strength conditioning, you can sign up for a couple of months and see how you go. Um, it's not all about um, like doing it endlessly forever, even though I probably personally will sort of. Yes. Now it's just like brushing my teeth. Like it has to be part of my life. 
but yeah, it's sort of, it's something that should be approachable and sort of suit you at the time of your life as well. Yeah, that's really good. So when you say you're doing 13 classes a week, are you doing, you might, uh, for yourself, I'm just thinking of how ripped you must be at the moment. So are you doing, are you, so you're doing a combination of core, a little bit of mobility, like in the strength and, uh, sorry, a uh, combination of the strength and mobility and the, yeah, the flexibility kind of stuff, I guess, all comes under m- mobility. Is that, is that something that you're doing every day? Like, how do you structure your week? To, are you like a little bit about strength on one day, flexibility and mobility on the other? Or, or how do you organize that? Yeah, so I am um, actually quite um, honestly, when I first started all of these, I was doing actually in sort of the hard lockdown, sort of up to sort of 21 classes a week. And I was nearly broken. <laughs> like, to be honest, like that dosage is not recommended. It was literally because um, I, physio wasn't really a thing um, for me in my circumstances. So I had to go all online and the Pilates classes just started booming. I mean, everyone wanted to get onto it. And so I was just sort of supply demand and then just popping more and more classes in. Um, and then I've sort of tailored it now to sort of, 11. So what I tend to do is with the beginner sessions, I, there's a lot of dialogue. So I'll demonstrate and then I'll be right up at the camera and being very, very specific with what they're doing. Cause there might be a few more injuries. There are a few that have done Pilates before they need lots of cueing and I want to make sure technique is prime. But then once they get to the Pilates for runners, it's a little bit more visual. Um, so I talk and demonstrate and we'll do the whole class with them. Yeah. Um, which, which I love and is great. And I sort of tailor it to them. So I don't sort of think about my own training, like everything that I do Pilates wise, I feel is beneficial, but it's very much, if I look at the group of people and I know that they've done this sort of work, then I'll make sure that it's slightly different to the session they did last time. And what I tend to do is have one class, um, one of the Pilates runners tends to be more straight line work. So a bit more in the sort of specific running form, Um, forward plan of movement, arabesque, lunges, forward planks, that sort of thing. And then the second one is a little bit more lateral change. So, you know, your sideways moves, your side planks, obliques, because I think as runners, we do get into that trap of just that forward trajectory and then that overuse pattern. But if we can kind of strengthen front, side, backs, multi sort of plane, that's when we can sort of really make ourselves robust. So I try and sort of factor that in. And then of course the mobility session is all about joint mobility, flexibility. Um, so there's sort of a, a bit of variation each week. Um, and then of course I've got some sessions that I'm doing with corporates as well. And then also with Team Tempo, which has been hey, awesome. Those awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they're, um, they're excellent. And to be honest, as far as running groups have gone, I did, um, they've been fabulous. I mean, there's a big variation in styles of run. There's some race walkers that come as well um, in terms of their distances, but um, they're just delightful. Like, it's, um, it's quite remarkable how well they've been picking it up and then changing and listening to cues. Um, it's almost too easy for me. They're, they're just brilliant. So, <laughs> I've yeah. got so many crushes on so many people in that group from adding I Adam Diddy right. to Jess to... <laughs> Man, it's just, it's just a legend, a legendary group. How did you get involved with them? Because I always say, like, they're a hidden gem over in South. They're not so hidden anymore. Like, I feel like they've got enough big names in there that are running so well that people know about them. But I felt like for years, um, and I'm, I know Adam did it really well as well. He's a good friend of mine, and I, I know the way his brain works. And he just he doesn't tolerate rubbish from his athletes. He doesn't tolerate half-hearted. And I... I think just with him at the top, just working his way down, there's a, there's a lot of room for just, uh, there's a lot of, uh, what do you say? Nothing that's not quality would get led into that group. So how did you, how did you strike that relationship with, with Team Tempo? Um, yeah, so Jess and I, Jess used to work here in Melbourne at the same physio clinic as me. And we stayed sort of friends through that. And she moved back to Adelaide with Dylan and, um, and then did, you know, so what is it like 17 Olympics now that she's been in or something it's like yeah. <laughs> and just incredible athlete she actually was doing the Pilates there with me um we were sort of doing the clinical Pilates as part of the physio work so we kind of had that sort of background together and then um I don't know if you remember in the middle of gosh you know what every day is the same so I'm gonna say was it late last year where maybe December Adelaide had that wild six days no one leave the house and that pizza delivery guy was, I don't know, that COVID drama. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Adelaide went in complete meltdown. 
And I was set up and obviously Melbourne, Melbourne were just like, please, like, this is nothing. Like, you need to relax. Um, but then, of course, I, I knew that they had a whole lot of races coming up and there was, um, and, you know, they're, they're really good. They, they have great structured running. They have great gym work. And I was like, sent a message to Jess. And I was like, hey, I know that you've got, um, if you guys want to do a Pilates session with me, um, it's obviously not the same as a gym, but give it a whirl. And if your team want to join in, um, I'd love to have you sort of think just during that period. And then they did it and they loved it. So then um, with, with Adam, we sort of chatted back and forth. He's like, I think this could be a really good little part to our program as an adjunct. So every Wednesday they come along and put their mats and their chairs. They've got, you know, their pillow and stuff ready and they give it hell. And, and I sort of, now I've got to the stage where I sort of know them and I can heckle them a little bit and sort of, you know, there's a few of them that are in the same house as well and you can see them heckling each other. There's a few pillows that fly back and forth. I actually and- think I saw someone post this on their Instagram. I remember, I don't know if it was Adam, but I saw like legs going everywhere in one Instagram video <laughs> or a post. I reckon it must have been your class they were doing. Yeah, it was. It was classic. And it was a really bloody hot day, I remember too. Like it was typical Adelaide, like um, maybe it was like, you know, 40 degree day and they're all in their little running shorts and just sort of inside being kind of a bit, you know, the mood wasn't great. They were sort of stuck indoors and that sort of thing. And, um, and then once they got moving, they were just great. And, um, and then sort of became a thing. So then sort of regularly I've been sort of doing that as well. And again, they are still quite strict with their gym and their running routine. So they're still doing what they were doing previously. This has been more of a little bit of an adjunct to sort of help with injury prevention and really get that sort of strength endurance as opposed to strength power um, tapped into for them. Um, and even so much as like their, you know, running form, like pelvic tilting and that sort of stuff and the thoracic mobility work we're doing. So um, look, obviously very biased, but I think it sort of really helps. Nah, that's awesome. That's really good. So you're obviously, you're back down in Melbourne now and you're doing this out of your home 13 times a week, like an absolute boss. But tell us a little bit more. I'm interested in your time up in, up in Byron because I know you said, I, I can't remember where I hit record and what I'm going to edit out and what. So I could be doubling up here. But when did you, when did you head up to, to Byron? So what, um, I headed up um, seven weeks ago. Um, a girlfriend and I, she actually works in a very similar way. She's in strength and conditioning, but with, does a lot with swimmers. And she does um, what's called swimnastics, which is basically like dry land training for swimmers who were out of the pools for months and months and needed to keep their swimming going, but obviously didn't have a pool. So it's That's a great what she name. Does. That's a great it's name, swimnastics. It's, it's so good. I see her lying down, like doing all these amazing swimming <laughs> moves and it just looks exhausting. Like, um, and, and we had that same sort of business model. So we're both sort of very much working with, um, groups of people so she, hers are a bit younger a bit more um, kids and squ- swim squads and mine are a little bit um, mine are a bit more varied so I've got sort of a whole lot of different people that I work with and I've got the runners and so we moved up there and found a, a very sketchy Airbnb um, <laughs> because that's all that's available in Byron right now because bloody Hemsworth are taking over the world oh he's um, up there isn't he the great man He's got a helipad and we, um, and I did look out for him because sometimes apparently he goes and gets a smoothie from Combi. Um, and I went to that shop a lot of times. I never saw him. <laughs> Speaking of being a creepy stalker. Um, and so we sort of set up there in terms of, because we were both online, we're like, let's see if we can do this coastally. We're both water babies. We both surf, swim. I don't swim like her. I'm, I'm more of a runner sort of swimmer. She's an actual swimmer. Um, and um, You just got to waist deep water as a runner. That's my kind of swim. Yeah. Just like hold your t-shirt up with a latte. <laughs> like I can wait. Um, and, um, and so we, we very much factored our days in around um, working online and also Zooming online. So we'd literally be like, okay, what are your sessions today? And she's like, okay, we've got a 12, a 5, a 7 and a 6. I'm like, cool. So between the hours of this and this, we'll go for a quick surf. We'll come back. We'll do some online admin. And then we'd share the floor in terms of Zoom. So one of us would be outside. One of us would be inside. I was usually in the garden somewhere. And um, it, it was quite funny. This place we stayed at was, it had no internet, zero, zero. Like, I'm not even talking. It was like, literally, it was cockroaches and it was <laughs> It was just a shocker. It kind of felt like um, I was living in some like mm, questionable college dorm. 
um, back in the day. But, um, but, you know, when you're in such a beautiful location, you're getting in the water most days, you know, it doesn't really matter. And it turned out we, we ended up doing a whole lot of really good work together. I, I released a 12-week marathon program um, while I was up there, which, which did quite well. So um, specifically for uh, this one was for the Great Ocean Road, which is coming up. And there's a lot of sort of programming and sort of back end and classes and that sort of stuff that comes with those 12 week programs. So um, that was a really nice online project for me to do. Um, and I had a whole lot of corporate stuff that I, I did as well online for sort of staying fit and healthy in the office. People have been like, you know, at home working in like from bed, from the floor, you know, postures and that sort of stuff hasn't been great. And people are out of routine for fitness. So there's a corporate sort of thing that I've been doing as well um, there. And yeah, we, to be honest, we only had two days off when we were up there. And um, I was a bit defensive about it, to be honest, because I think everyone thought I was up there living the freaking dream because, you know, Insta will show that. But we were, we were sort of grinding away, you know, like planking and, you know, tapping away on the, um, the platforms that we were making. So it was a great experience. Yeah, that's really um, cool. It's weird. Byron's good like that. I feel like there's a few, uh, I've got a mate who, I don't even know what this guy, he spoke to does exactly. Um, oh, how do I explain it? So one of my best mates, he lives up in Sydney and he found a bloke on Instagram where he's like, Hey Tice, check this unit out. And he's a little bit spirituality. He's a little bit mindset. He's a little bit, I don't know, life coach. I don't know, but it's, I hate the word life coach. Cause it's just, it's got like a bit wanky associated with it, but you know what I mean? Like, and uh, he had that same vibe. He was based up in, up in Byron and just, his Instagram looked like he was living the dream. But I feel like there's a few stories that come out of there of people who are, who are just getting a startup going. It's a good place to do it. Like if you can, to go up, enjoy the beach, enjoy the sun, the fresh air and, and just get your little grind on. Uh, it, it's absolutely correct. And I think that's, it's interesting. We were talking about that. There's not much in the way of industry in Byron Bay. So unless you're working in hospo or in retail, there's not really any offices. There's no real... So most of the people up there, sort of people that work for themselves or they're online, they're sort of a bit entrepreneurial, um, which I also hate sort of saying that as well, just because I'm like, <laughs> just because I work for myself, I still don't think yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah serial entrepreneurs. Oh, God, no, <laughs> can't do it. Um, but, you know, that, that is very much a vibe. And it is actually quite um, inspiring and it is contagious and it does make you quite creative. Mm. Um, so that, that was brilliant. Um, things just sort of flow. And of course, being with, um, Kirsten and swimnastics, I, we have a lot of similarities and we bounced off each other quite well. And so I'd be doing something and she's like, Ooh, tell me about this. And I'm like, what's going on with this situation over here? And then, you know, um, so it does allow for quite a bit of growth and you can really sort of manifest your time into your projects and, sort of make it rain if you can. Yeah. Um, and then of course, jump in the ocean when you can um, around that, have some surfs with some dolphins, you know how it is. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. good. Seriously, it never gets old. Like surfing in a bikini without a wetsuit for one. And second of all, getting dolphins which are so close to you, coming up so close. Like it's, it's a pretty a special part of the world, but very discovered now. Um, Hollywood taken over. I know, Sorry. I know. Yeah, I saw a couple of photos of Hemsworth on the front cover of the Herald Sun and uh, I tried to play it cool, but I thought, man, it would be pretty cool to, to see the great man himself up in, in, in Byron. He's one bloke that I'd be more than happy to hunt out with his shirt off. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about it is I feel like because they kind of grew up Philip Island ways, I feel like they're basically my friends because... I didn't grow up in Phillip Island, but I grew up in South Gibson. So I'm like, that's kind of, you know, we're basically neighbours. Like it's sort of, we could like, you know, have like some sort of secret handshake going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I don't think any of those celebs, they've got their people with them and they're on these pretty beautifully remote properties. And I don't think they actually leave that often. I think they are very bubble-like in their, mm. their lives. Um, you know, if you've got everything you need on this beautiful macadamia farm, I think you probably just sit tight. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. So, um, yeah, but the rest of us mere mortals are now sort of really struggling to find anywhere to live and stay up in Byron. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty saturated is the yeah, truth. Gee. Yeah, gee. 
It's got a little bit so, of a Torquay vibe going on. I know I went to Torquay the other day for the first time in about 10 years and I couldn't believe where I was. There were so many people. Barwon's way nicer than Torquay. Sorry to anyone in Torquay, but I've got a soft spot for Barwon because I've had some good holidays there. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's funny. It, it's weird that it takes so long for such a pretty place to get so saturated though because it's, uh, it's not like it's a new discovery, is it? But maybe through COVID, people are like, all right, I'm getting out of the city just like what I've done. Exactly. And I, yeah, I think that is very much... Um, so when you're up there, you can very much tell it's got a very Sydney vibe to it. Um, there's a lot of, and you know, there's a lot of guys on the beach with Bondi, Bronte on their, um, on their bathers sort of playing rugby. And I'm like, they're not Melbourne. They're definitely not <laughs> Melbourne. Um, and you know, I, I think people that would be overseas are kind of like, Hey, I, I'm not sort of going on my, you know, 10 grand skiing holiday. So I probably can just invest that and go and stay in Byron for a bit. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of just never leave, um, which is fair enough. It's, it's a beautiful part of the world. Having said that, um, it has been torrential downpour up there. It has been so wet um, to the point where, you know, like flooding below the knees in the main street and that sort of thing. So I think, yeah, this La Nina or El Nina, and I never know which one it is, but it's, it's definitely taken hold. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me about one of the locals up there, but the name of the, uh, the name of the, what is it? What? Weather patterning or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's supposed to be like one of the wettest, I think, um, periods just because of, yeah, the weather patterns. I'm not even really sure what I'm talking about, but yeah, the guy in the idea. Well, you just say it with confidence because you'll get it past me because I, as the first time I've heard of this Auntie Lenina or whatever she's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, before we wrap it up, are you still, um, are yeah. you still doing a bit of running? I am indeed. And you know what? I, am, I love it. I really do. And I probably love it more now that I actually haven't really raced in a very long period of time. But loving the running with all my Pilates crew is the truth. So I'm probably running maybe five days a week. And a lot of that is quite social. So literally, um, whenever I can, I sort of just have a few mates that I'll sort of rotate around and we do a couple of like 10 or 11 K circuits around Melbourne. Um, I found a few running mates up in Byron. Um, uh, actually, yeah, someone working in the um, doctor surgery up there. I went in cause I had surfers here cause Byron, like whatever. <laughs> such a dog. What is it? I don't even know what it is. It's like a blocked ear cause there's too much salt water in there. And then anyway, <laughs> I couldn't hear shit. And I was on zoom and I'm like, I can't interact with people cause I feel like I'm underwater. But anyway, the chick at the, um, in the dog surgery was like, hey, she's like, I know you, um, I've done your Pilates class on an Instagram live. And anyway, next minute you find some runners and you start running with them. And it's a really nice um, social thing for me to do. And honest to God, I have never run better now than ever, just in terms of how much stronger I am than I ever have been. So I feel like I would bulletproof is ridiculous, but I just feel more robust and I feel like my body just likes the hills. It likes, you know, the impact it's, it's going really well. And, um, and that's sort of what I hope because I think you can get yourself in a fragile state as a runner where you sort of start to really feel it. Um, and yeah, no, the Pilates has been a, a godsend, I guess probably I'm doing too much is still the truth. Um, my dosage is far more than what I would actually prescribe. But yeah, yeah it helps with the running and I'm, I'm still loving it. So about, yeah, about five times a week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to hack the Relax Running Instagram account and, uh, and give a little, give a little uh, session out to the members and, and get them over to your actual thing, you're more than welcome to do that because I reckon there'd be a lot of people out there. Craig Smith is, is the, the big fan of the Relax Running podcast. He's the main man and I reckon he'd be all over it. So um, if that's something you're interested in ever doing, that's hey, cool. you're more than welcome to do it. We can line that up. But I'm, uh, I'm sold. I'm going to come in. I can't, I know you said I need to do your class tonight and I would, but I'm actually going to be in the city tonight. So I'm not going to be around a computer. So we'll, um, I'll, I'm going to stop by one day and, uh, and try and work on my plank. Yeah, no, do. And um, I won't heckle you or single you out. I really appreciate I? that. Yeah. Cause I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not as confident as I try and make out. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Never on your first session anyway. Um, unless it's a wind out, in which case it's, it's game on. Um, you know, definitely love to do Instagram live. Actually, it's a great forum and people can then sort of jump on anytime and do it later too, which is awesome. Save it to IGTV and yeah, definitely. Oh, having I didn't session. even know you could do that. That's okay. Interesting. So it doesn't have to be because like what we were saying before, I was thinking, oh man, it's uh, like, hopefully people would see it. I'm so hit and miss with Instagram. Like even if I saw something like that, uh, like the fact I didn't know that you could save an IGTV story probably gives away a little bit of my knowledge, uh, a little bit of my lack of knowledge around Instagram. But um, there we go. I've learned something new. So that, oh yeah, that'd be sweet. Let's, let's line something up. 
definitely. And um, yeah, so that, that means that even if not many people can join, they can jump in later and do it in their own time after a run, before a run. Yeah, sweet. And I'll make sure I, I'll link to, your, link to your website and stuff. So for anyone out there who's thinking, all right, I want to give this a crack, check the show notes out because I'm going to have the link in there. But oi, that was good. Thank you so much for, for coming on. It was good to sit down and have a chat with you. My absolute pleasure. You're excellent. And um, let me know how you go with that wetsuit. I'm kind of invested in this purchase for you now because you do need to surf. You live in coastal and you definitely need to stay warm. So um, let me know how you go with that. And thank you for sorting out Zoom because I probably, um, I need to actually download Skype at some point. It is probably something I should have on my computer. <laughs> <thing> online. <laughs> nah, no worries. That's good. Hey, I'll wrap it up there. That was, um, that was fun. That, I hope you had as much fun as me. That was, I love these kind of conversations where it's just super back and forth and 